Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Leader Podcast. My name is Catherine, and I am your host. This is our very first episode of the podcast, so I wanted to take some time to explain who this podcast is for and what you can expect in future episodes. This podcast is for a new wave of leaders, leaders who know that true power comes from within, not from titles or achievements. Leaders who seek balance and optimal well-being, not extreme highs and lows that can come from hustle culture and burnout. Leaders who understand that culture starts with us. We ourselves must know psychological safety for it to exist within our team or organization. And finally, this podcast is for leaders who value authenticity, emotional intelligence, and creative thinking. So what can you expect from this podcast? First things first, you can expect to hear conversations between myself and other guests that will be joining me on this podcast. Um, These folks will be a variety of leaders from corporate, creative, entrepreneurial, and other backgrounds. I really want this to be a space where anyone who feels connected to leadership can come and share their stories, what they've learned, their greatest learnings, how they've overcome hardship and struggle, because I believe stories can be our biggest teacher. And learning from others and others' experiences is something I'm very passionate about. Second thing you can expect is to be introduced to new skills and frameworks that support your development. My goal with this podcast is to empower you wherever you may be on your leadership journey, whether you are a new leader, you just started managing people, you're an experienced leader, you're a new entrepreneur, you're considering going on a new career path or building your own business, I want to empower you to, first of all, value yourself and bring yourself, your authentic self, into your leadership. And I also want to introduce you to new and different perspectives and new concepts that can help you find new things that resonate with you as a person and inform how you go out into the world and lead yourself and others so that you can carve your own unique path that's true to you. So if you are still with me, if you have been nodding your head to what I'm saying and feel like this is for you, I thank you and I'm so excited to continue to release these new episodes of The Empowered Leader and I want to give you a little background on me, just so you know who is speaking with you (laughs) and how I got to where I am now creating this podcast for other empowered leaders out there. So my story is one that I think many millennials may be able to relate to in that I was someone who 
growing up was always, you know, on this path to go to college. And the mindset was you go to college to study something that's going to help you get a quote, good job when you come out of school that will allow you to, you know, earn money and be independent and quote, successful, you know, in, in what I think popular culture tells us that success is it's having resources and climbing the corporate ladder and all, all those things. And so I had bought into the idea that I was going to go to college and study something. And, and I, my ultimate goal was to be able to take care of myself and be independent. I think independence has always been something I valued and I, I wanted to make things happen for myself. I never wanted to be overly dependent on anyone. Um, but there was something deep within me that wanted purpose. And I was not just going to go and study something super traditional <laughs> um, or, you know, something that had a really structured and and sure thing plan because that didn't feel right to me. And I gave myself the time to figure out what was interesting to me, what I wanted to do. And I ended up studying business management and communications to give me a balance between the business classes I was taking and the, the communication classes where I got to develop my critical thinking skills and learn about things that were just genuinely fascinating to me. And what was great was that once I began taking more classes in my major of management, I really became fascinated with people and understanding people and how to work together and organizational behavior. What types of things were leaders and organizations struggling with and how could developing interpersonal skills, emotional intelligence, and understanding of differences and how different people think and the strengths that those differences bring to the table. You know, how how can businesses and leaders really use that as a strength and use this these, these skills to help make people feel more empowered and also bring the business better results. So all of that was really fascinating to me. Um, and college was a unique time in my life where I felt like I, for the most part, was able to choose what I felt drawn to and what I was really interested in. And then when I graduated from college, I had a moment where I really had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I had to figure it out along the way. I ended up getting a job for my first year out of school that was a pretty standard nine to five at a nice company that, you know, cared about people and cared about culture. But, but my actual day job, I wasn't interacting very much with people. I wanted more interaction with people. And I've always been fairly social and felt like there was just something missing. And around that time, I started to learn about 
the startup community in Boston. I grew up in Massachusetts. I went to UMass Amherst for school and I moved to Boston. And I, yeah, I started following this startup culture and felt like there was something about what I was reading. I could sense this energy that people were really passionate about what they were working on. And one thing I felt really drawn to as well is that all the people within the community, whether it was you know interviews I read or actually going to networking events and meeting folks, everyone was genuinely so excited about helping other people and sharing their stories and really connecting other people. And I felt that level of passion where people really cared. They cared about their career. They cared about their company. They cared about their coworkers. And for me, that was something I really wanted out of my job was an environment where people were going to care as much as I did. <laughs> That's what drew me to startups. And I took part in this program, which at the time was called Boston Startup School, where I learned about different concepts. I, I studied their marketing track, so learned about online marketing and met folks in the industry, went to so many networking events and, and really became immersed and connected with this new community. And at the end of that program, I began my job search and ended up working at HubSpot. I loved HubSpot and I still think just the world of the people there and the company. I always knew there was something about HubSpot. I had actually applied to HubSpot before Boston Startup School and didn't get an interview because I had no experience with tech or marketing or anything. But there was something about what they were doing. I just felt, yeah, I just felt this connection and felt like it was a place I wanted to work. So when I finally landed the job there, I was working in technical support and it was really a perfect first job in tech to learn so much about you know, the technology, the software, the customers, to learn about marketing, to just hear what people were asking. It was perfect for someone like me who was new to the space, new to the industry, and wanted just to learn as much as possible. <laughs> it was a really great opportunity for that. And I'm really thankful that that's where I got my start. Fast forward, I was at HubSpot almost five years. And I held many different roles at HubSpot. So I learned how to ask good questions, how to listen to customers, how to set goals, how to project manage, all these skills that have been really helpful to me in my career. I loved onboarding and I really do think whether you work at a software company or you're an entrepreneur or you are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, if you're a creative, whoever you are, there's something special about those first few days or those first moments when someone begins to do business with you and you can really create this experience that welcomes them, that gets them excited, that sets them up for success from the very beginning. So something I was always really passionate about and there was a never-ending supply of 
things to learn in that role as well, whether it was improving my communication skills and people skills, understanding how customers thought and how I could better adapt my own style to work with them. Or simply just how could I iterate on my process to help my customer get a better outcome? Able to spend six months in the Sydney office with HubSpot, which was a really great experience. It felt like we were in this small startup within a startup, you know, in a new market, bringing HubSpot to Asia Pacific and bringing that message of inbound marketing there was really exciting and fun to be a part of. And when I got back from that international assignment, I had been mentoring people in who are new in the role and felt like I wanted to take that next step in my career and become a manager, become a, a formal leader, if you will. And it took me some time to really feel confident and feel like I could do it. I needed some encouragement from the folks who knew me and who were around me and supported me. Once I had those conversations and felt more confident in myself, I applied for the role, ended up becoming a first-time manager, leading an onboarding team. And it was so great. I'm so glad that I became a manager at HubSpot because I was able to both network with other leaders who had more experience than I did and also was able to take part in different leadership development programs and you know workshops and things that really helped support my growth especially when I was new to managing people and felt you know felt like I was going through that process of getting my bearings and learning what I needed to know to be successful so eventually I felt like I hit this point where I'd been in HubSpot for about five years. I had grown tremendously as a person and professionally. I had, you know, I had done all these different things and I felt ready for my next challenge. And I always knew at a certain point I had this desire to work at a smaller company than HubSpot. HubSpot was about 500 people when I joined. And I believe it was about 2,500 people when I left. <laughs> so it had grown exponentially over time. And I wanted to try something different at a smaller company and take everything I had learned and bring it to this other company and grow something that was smaller. So that's what I ended up doing. I worked at this company called Zayas and they created this marketing platform. It was analytics. It was email marketing. Um, it was advertising. It was all these things that were similar to HubSpot, but their customer was more business to consumer companies and e-commerce companies. So it was exciting for me to be able to join this new company and and again, take my experience. I was working at this company on building up their support team and helping the onboarding team with the process, getting customers up and running, all the things that I had worked on at HubSpot myself. And 
to this day, I do not regret my decision. I think that I, again, it was something I always wanted to do. I was following that nudge that I had to, to try something different and to just gain different experiences and keep learning. And I will say one thing I wasn't necessarily prepared for or knew going in was just how different it would be working at a really small company where the stakes are just higher. You don't have as many people or as many resources. You feel that scrappy startup mentality that so many people talk about, right? Like people talk about you're wearing many hats and you're you're doing whatever you need to do to keep the company going, to keep your customers happy. That was really real. And for me, it taught me a lot of lessons that I needed to learn. I had always, again, put myself, so much of myself into my jobs and struggled at times with setting boundaries between my work and my life. And working at a smaller company, I really had to figure out, and and again, I figured this out through (laughs) hitting walls of burnout and having really poor boundaries and overworking myself to the point where eventually I had to do a lot of deep thinking around, is this really is this really what I want? I thought that I wanted this. I'm trying this out, but is this experience and is this really the right fit for me? And ultimately, after 13 months, I decided it wasn't right for me. And I took some time off. I went and traveled on this, you know, once in a lifetime solo trip that I had dreamed of doing. And the the opportunity really just presented itself to to do that. And during that time and the months thereafter, it was an opportunity for me to reset and come back to myself and come back to what did I really want? What did I just learn from those past two jobs so that I could use that information to carve this new path for myself and move forward in my life? So what I had learned and what I had reflected on was I felt really comfortable in a bit of a larger organization where the roles were more defined. I really enjoyed working on bigger teams where I could collaborate with other leaders. I definitely know that collaboration is something I value and I enjoy working with other people and having those connections that makes me feel really satisfied in in my work. And so I decided to start applying to like bigger companies and at the same time always had in the back of my mind this inkling. Like I was starting to see people taking these steps to become coaches and becoming entrepreneurs and building online businesses. And so these thoughts were in my head. But again, I felt like I had this moment where I wasn't sure I was ready. (laughs) And really what that meant is that I didn't believe in myself that I could do it. I wasn't 
Sure. I knew and I had shown myself from my past two jobs that I was able to lead people and to grow teams and to hire people and to perform, right? Like I had I had shown myself and I believed in myself that I could, that I had these valuable skills that would be useful at an organization. But at the time I was hesitant that I had learned everything I needed to learn to, to be ready to go out on my own. So I ended up going back and I worked at this company called Toast. It's a restaurant technology company. And I worked with amazing people. I, it was a really good fit for me as a person. I felt really supported by my teammates and by my manager. And I had learned a lot and I knew I, I had all these um, different skills and experiences that I picked up along the way that I brought with me into this role. And it made me feel really confident going in that I would be able to contribute and that I would be able to add value to the people on my team, the broader team, to customers. And it really was the first time I experienced like this really empowered mindset. I felt empowered to go into my role and do things to help and start new projects and start new initiatives. And I felt really in flow with everything. I was, you know, still working on balance in some ways, but it was much better than the burnout that I experienced in the past. And I was promoted eight, nine months into my role, which was really exciting based on, I think, how I was able to just come in and really hit the ground running. And then March 2020 came around and the pandemic was starting to spread across the country. And as you know, restaurants were highly impacted by the pandemic, especially in the early days when there was this really insane level of uncertainty around what was going to happen, around how long folks would be in lockdown. And obviously this had impacts on the business and myself and my entire team were part of a reduction in force. That was actually 50% of the entire company was impacted by this pandemic. And so it pushed me into this moment of what now? (laughs) And it was really quite interesting because it was something that came so out of left field. I had no way of predicting this would happen. Up until that point, everything felt like it was moving in the right direction. I felt really confident. I had just gotten a promotion to director. I was, you know, I felt like there was a lot of opportunity and growth. And when the pandemic hit and when I found myself out of a job, it was disorienting. And also I knew deep down that this was a moment where I needed to not 
rush into anything new, but to, again, go into this moment of reflection and use the time to think through who am I? What do I want to do? What impact do I want to have in the world? Before the pandemic hit, I was just becoming, I was just starting to become more comfortable with really bringing my full self into my leadership and and work in that I started sharing about things like my mindfulness and self-care practices and how that those impacted me and you know started opening up to people about my experiences and I felt that nudge wanting me to express these things and to be authentic. And once I had gotten a little taste of doing that in my job, when the time came to start thinking about what was next, I knew that I didn't want to lose that feeling. Because for the first time in my career, I felt really aligned. I felt like I could be who I was in life and at work. And up until that point, I had felt like there was this disconnect between who I was and what my job was. And my job was always what took precedent. And that really informed what I did, how I spent my time. And then I came second. And I didn't want to go back to that. Because when I was living in that state, it was the opposite of empowering. (laughs) It was... It was not, it was not empowering. It, it didn't feel good. I felt like an afterthought in my own life. And I knew that I wanted to feel like me. I wanted to be myself. I didn't want to repeat the same mistakes that I had made in the past, falling into those traps of chasing success outside of myself and chasing validation and getting my worth and sense of self-esteem from things outside of myself. So knowing all of that and after a series of interviewing with several companies, not feeling a real connection to any of the roles that I had applied for, companies that I was talking with, I I actually was connected with someone and got a freelance job, which helped me to start to see that I could start this new journey if I wanted to, and that there were ways that I could earn money and make a living that were not just going back to tech and getting a job at a software company. And so I did some freelancing and it made me feel really powerful. And I was excited about the freedom and the flexibility to choose projects that were really interesting to me, to work with people who I got along with and respected and really enjoyed working with. And all of these experiences made me come back to that idea of what about going out on my own? 
why not now? Why not now? If there's going to be a time to to do this. And, you know, I'd always viewed starting my own business as this risk. But one thing we don't talk about enough is that, you know, even what you may consider safe, I considered having a corporate job safe. And, you know, when things happen and layoffs happen, it makes you consider your perspective. Like, was that really safe? Is it really safe to, to do that? You, you know, we, we can't predict these things that are going to happen. And it allowed me to take those next steps and boldly start to go down this new path. I knew that I needed support. I knew that in order to go through this change that was very different than what I have done in the past, it's it's a brand new thing for me. I knew that I wanted support. I, again, really value collaboration. And I hired a business and life coach who's been phenomenal to work with and has given me that extra pillar of support during this process to reflect back to me what I'm thinking, to help me shape my ideas, and to help me learn this new way of existing and this new way of relating to my career. So that was back in July 2020 when I hired my coach. And By then, I had started my first podcast, which is called It's Okay to Love Yourself. It's about self-love and self-discovery. And we began working on this new brand, Look Within Leadership, which is the sponsor of this podcast, The Empowered Leader. I really felt called to begin to create a community, a space, resources, for other leaders who are like-minded and are excited about the future of leadership and changing the culture of leadership from something that has been historically male and white dominated into something more inclusive, you know, leadership. We've, we've thought of it as people with power making these decisions and being really self-interested. And I just don't subscribe to to that view of leadership. I just don't buy into it anymore. And I think that there's a new way that we can all be leaders, not just by title, but leaders of our own lives as well. And really feeling that connection to ourselves, bringing ourselves into our leadership so that we feel empowered. We feel like we are being true to ourselves and living in a way that's reflective of our values and core beliefs as people. And I think that if we all approached leadership in that way, we'd live in a very different world and help us all move forward and help us all learn, help us all remember to value ourselves and that we are not our jobs. We are our own people and we have power and worth just from being alive right now. We don't have to prove anything. We are always worthy and we can decide 
what we want to do with our lives. And I think that that is what I'm most excited about is having this space on this podcast to continuously reconnect with that truth and to connect with other people through the podcast that are living and breathing this in their own lives. No matter what their role, they're authentic in their leadership. They're empowering themselves and others to be who they are. And as a result, the, you know, they're, they have work-life balance. They, they feel, they, they rest, they take time off. They're not sucked into this hustle culture and burnout culture that we live in that glorifies long hours. There's so many themes I think we could explore. <laughs> and I thought I did want to give you all a little background about me if you don't know me personally, just so you know who I am and, and my own story. I'm really thankful that you have gotten this far and have listened to this episode. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family, anyone who you think may get value from it. I'd really appreciate that. And I look forward to sharing more episodes. And I'll also invite you to follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash lookwithinleadership. I am beginning to post there more often. I will, it'll have updates about this podcast and is my space to talk about all things empowered leadership related. So I hope you'll join me there. And again, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in and we'll talk soon.